Welcome back, listeners. This is Alyssa, and I'm here with Raymond for this week's episode of the Setting the Standard podcast. This week, we have our arts team um, and arts content specialists joining us because they have a social-emotional learning through the arts symposium, which is a three-part series that's coming up. And as we all know, this year is very different than previous years. So we wanted to touch base with um, some folks that we think it's very challenging to teach remotely dance, visual arts, and music. So um, I'll introduce the team. Judy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Alyssa. Nice to be talking with you. And thanks for inviting us to talk about SEL in the arts. Yeah, thanks for being here. And you're our dance content specialist. um, Dance and drama theater arts. Yeah, dance and drama theater arts. Perfect. And then we also have Carla here with us, who is our music content specialist. How are you, Carla? Doing well, Alyssa. Thank you. And we have Donna as well, and she's our visual arts content specialist. How are you, Donna? I'm doing great. Thanks. So I know we've all made tons of adjustments this year, and obviously educators in the field of the arts are very excited that you all are doing these symposia. But I just wanted to ask Judy first, what prompted doing a virtual workshop or this virtual series? Just give us a little background about about how you guys got this started and how well the response has been so far. Well, I'll tell you, um, the idea for this came about way before the COVID actually came about before the coronavirus hit. And um, we were out in the field working on standards revision or uh, standards implementation, sorry. We were out in the field working with standards implementation and I would have teachers who would say, well, this is great. You know, the standards um, implementation information is great, but how do we incorporate SEL into this? And I had so many questions from, you know, school to school, from different schools and such and different teachers that I said, you know, I I think we need to put together a training, a a PD of this. Um, So we went about doing that and it actually was moving along fairly slowly. Um, And then coronavirus. And all of a sudden it was like, oh no, this is really, really important. Not that it wasn't important before, but it just came to the forefront massively came to the forefront. So at that point in time, we really, we we had it not even on the back burner, it was kind of on the middle burner, but we brought it to the front burner and um, partnered with, uh, we were not able to partner with Denver Center Performing Arts like we had originally started. So we switched gears and started partnering with Think360 Arts and um, came to the current format that we're actually with right now through partnering with them and their teaching artists. We also want to say that this is generously funded by Colorado Creative Industries. Yes, yes, thank you. (laughs) Carla, I know in putting this together under these circumstances, you've had to make some decisions about how participants actually get the chance to get involved and participate. Can you tell us more about the structure of the symposium? Sure, Raymond. We decided that we wanted the teachers to be able to enter into the work at at a time that was convenient for them. Um, And so we put together a series of modules that are being released about every two weeks. So module one comes out and there's a video and some um, a Padlet with some writing prompts that teachers can engage with. And then a couple weeks later, there's going to be some um, videos from particular arts areas that visual arts, dance, drama, theater, music that the um, participants can view again at their leisure. 
that way it gives them time to like look at it, review it, go back, review it again. There'll be more questions to go along with that in a Padlet. And then the third module is going to be a synchronous meeting with one of our content specialists or one of the art teaching artists specialists from Think360, their leadership team. We're going to be facilitate working with them so that we can work with teachers synchronously to respond to questions or to share celebrations or thoughts that they've had in terms of working with this. So we felt like this going through the modules in this staggered amount of time and not having and having it asynchronous for the first two modules would give a lot of flexibility to the participants and then let it be really participant driven so that we're meeting their needs and the things that that are going on for them rather than only just having it in these time slots that teachers have to be able to join during for a synchronous meeting. Yeah, I think that's so wonderful that you all set it up that way. So it gives that flexibility to teachers um, and educators all around the state to participate, even though we're not physically meeting in person. Um, so I know, Donna, you did a little bit of the recruiting and kind of doing um, the marketing and, and getting teachers to participate in this. And it sounds like you all are completely full for your current sessions. So can you just give us a little bit um, on who is going to be participating in these sessions? And are you all thinking about opening it up to additional educators? Yeah, thanks, Alyssa. We have currently we're over capacity with uh, what we expected would attend. And we have um, a variety of teachers, a lot of art teachers. We have a lot of visual art teachers, music teachers, dance uh, and theater art teachers. But we also have general education teachers um, here. Elementary, we have uh, math teachers. There's a lot of English language arts. Or there are a lot of English language arts teachers. And then we have teachers who are saying they specialize in STEM and others that say they specialize in SEL, which is interesting that apparently there are schools that have an SEL-focused coordinator or team person um, there that we have on this group that will be interesting to talk to. It sounds like such a diverse group of educators in Really, you know, my initial thoughts that social emotional learning and connecting that to the arts, it just makes so much sense because students can really express themselves. And I think it's a way that teachers can connect with students and build those relationships. So maybe it's not where our mind initially would go that all general education and different content um, area teachers would lean towards social emotional learning um, through the arts. But now that you're talking about it, it kind of makes a lot of sense that that they would try to use the arts to build relationships with students because our classroom settings are looking quite a bit different this year. Um, I know on one of our previous trainings that our office had done for setting the standard webinar series, we had a teacher that said she was a music teacher and she used a cart and went from classroom to classroom to classroom throughout the day because um, they were kind of in a hybrid model. And I just thought that was so interesting that she was like, we're just going to make it work regardless of what our challenges are, regardless of what the limitations are this year. Um, so that's just so great to hear that there's just a variety of educators that are participating in these symposia. Well, I think one of the main focuses that we wanted to have was, you know, SEL is very organic. It's done organically through the arts. I mean, it just happens naturally. The way we teach the, the process, the creative process is very natural to SEL. And so we really kind of wanted to highlight, you know, what are you already doing? You know, letting the teachers identify what they're already doing in their um, their instruction that actually 
pops, you know, is is SEL focused. So we really wanted to bring that to light as as well as being able to give ideas and such for how they can intentionally incorporate SEL into their instruction. So given how popular this has been on this first attempt for this symposium, what thoughts do you have right now about similar or uh, repeat offerings of this in the future? Raymond, I think we're definitely um, interested in hosting another uh, set of modules using the information that we have here, learning from this experience, from the participants, what's working for them, what would they like to have different in the future, and trying to make this happen again after the first of the calendar year. So early in 2021, we're looking to host another round of this symposium, just in a very similar way, very participant-driven, using the same modules and having some synchronous meetings with the teachers. But there was an overwhelming number of teachers who wanted to join, and we had to cap it just because of uh, our own human resources capacity. Um, And we're really excited that there are so many teachers that are interested in joining, and we really look forward to having another group go in early 2021. That sounds like that would really be great because I know, and it's something Alyssa and I have talked about, that we know teachers are so busy right now. And there's a lot of organizations and groups and people reaching out to offer professional development. And it's a competitive space. And so it's really great to know that you've hit on something that people obviously feel like they they need and want to be part of. So we thank you all for being here with us. It's great to have you on our team. I know in the Standards and Instructional Support Office, we always work together. We're trying to connect with the field. And it sounds like what you all are doing with the social emotional learning through the arts symposium It's really connecting with the field and, like you said, participant-driven and educator-driven. So we really appreciate the work you all are doing. We're so excited to hear that it's at capacity and that you're considering expanding on it and doing some more dates, too, in early next year. So thank you so much for joining us. If any of our listeners have questions for our art specialists, um, again, we have Judy Hoffmeister, who is our dance and drama content specialist, Donna Goodwin, who is our visual art specialist, and Carla Aguilar, who is our music content specialist. And we'll make sure that we have their contact information and ways to get a hold of them in our show notes. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to our team and anyone on our team directly um, for support, for instruction, or um, for interpreting the standards in Colorado. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Setting the Standard, and we hope you tune in next week to listen to our next episode.